0: This podcast is a walk in the life of entrepreneurship. We will interview people from all walks of life, but have one thing in common. They have taken risks, went against the grain, and rose to the occasion to thrive in their purpose. This podcast will be a source of knowledge, inspiration, and proof that greatness can be born from the ground up.
1: From the ground up. Welcome back to the Ground Up Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Rock, and this is the podcast that brings you entrepreneur stories to help you get started and keep going. Today, we're bringing you Lamar Johnson, serial entrepreneur and best known throughout RVA for his restaurant, Pig & Brew. Welcome, Lamar.
0: How y'all doing? Hey. I the claps. I know, you like the claps. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's the little things, the little <laughs> effects that add to the experience. So, speaking of experience, I'm sitting here with my, like, Casamigas peach you smash. smash. Yes, this shit is good. Well, yeah. This shit is Get good. Get you right. <laughs> yes. So, we are, let me, let me take a step. So we are at Pig & Brew today, and it's so funny. I remember you opened in 2018.
0: Yeah, I remember
1: when you opened, and I was working downtown. I was like, oh, definitely got to go there because I passed this on my way home from work. So I stopped here for a happy hour with some coworkers one day after work. Shit was good. It was so good it. and we had such a good experience service was great and now look at me sitting here with you getting to, about to learn about the business all yeah. about you um and it's not just pig and brew for you so I guess first let's just give me a little background about yourself where you're from and tell me about your upbringing
0: all right um I'm from Richmond Virginia uh born and raised went to a, I moved around a lot uh now I was young you got to
1: give us the school though
0: so the we school? can I mean I'm gonna start it I'm gonna start it okay. um <laughs> But uh, grew up in Chesapeake when I was born. Okay. Um, Me too. My father uh, went to federal prison. Uh, I did ten years. So how I old moved, were you when that happened? I was, uh, I think, four, three to four. Okay. Um, and in between that, I just moved, you know, place to place until we settled in Richmond, well, West End area of Richmond. So, and that was my second grade. Um, I went to Maymount. Okay. Uh, which is in the West End Elementary School. And then I went to William Fox from there. Uh, got introduced to kind of like basketball mm-hmm. at, when I moved around there because, I mean, that's what they did, play football and play basketball. Uh, went to Benford Middle School. Um Got more involved into sports. Okay. some other things.
1: <laughs> Look, I didn't know, Look, like Aaron, Aaron peaks Aaron's interest, so. like, I know Aaron was a football player. But, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I was a similar athlete, so, all right. So, you said your father went to prison when you were 4 Mm-hmm. So, what, how do you feel like that shaped or, you know, affected, impacted your upbringing?
0: Uh, I don't think it impacted it pretty much because um, my family is just full of hustlers. I mm-hmm. mean, um, one way or another, we got to it, so. I think that's kind of like in my DNA. So I don't think it shaped anything or changed anything. I think it kind of just made it, now I could go full force on whatever I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that uh, it kind of it showed me, because I, I, at a younger age, I probably wouldn't have seen my daddy doing what he was doing, mm-hmm. but it showed me what my mother was doing as far as like hustling, as far as doing hair, working a job. Mm, so I, I got you. That, yeah. So I saw the, just the work ethic side but then you know later in life i got to see the street side of my family just you know now i'm not being naive to it i can actually see it so i got older brothers i'm the youngest so that Uh kind (laughs) of
1: yeah but okay so you have older brothers your mom was out there doing what she had to do and providing so it sounds like like you said you had a lot of hustle and influence around you to help bring you up that's dope um what do you feel like led you to entrepreneurship
0: Um, i always knew that to be in order to be great you have to own something Mm -hmm. Um, you know, working a nine to five is going to get me, but so far, uh, and I just wanted the flexibility to be able to do whatever I want, uh, provide jobs for my friends, family and, you know, retire, like who wants to work forever? It just doesn't make mathematical sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what the age is now. People are retiring, but it's,
0: they're not retiring. That's that's valid. That's probably true. Yeah. They leave their main job and they do a retirement and then maybe five years later they start working in the work the workforce again so yeah
1: i mean wouldn't that be so i mean that will be so beautiful when working though is optional you know what i mean when it's just things you can do because you want to do it and not because you have to do it yeah yeah so what was that first entrepreneurial um venture that that got you Uh,
0: going in high school uh me and two other guys uh we started a clothing line. Nice. Um, so that was probably my 11th grade year. Um so we started a clothing line. Um we got good recognition off of it. I still do it today. What was the name? Uh, Inspired Truth Material. Okay. So I've done that for was going on 10 years now. So um that was the first I guess you can say real venture where I had documentation to say that this was a legitimate business. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean Even growing up, you know, i watch cars. i will do whatever to get the bag.
1: Yeah. I love that you started that with, you said, with two friends? Yeah. Because I feel like that's already learning, like, the power of numbers, the power of collaborating. Um, How do you feel like just partnership or collaboration, building relationships has played into your journey?
0: Um, It developed me as a person because then, you know, not all (laughs) partnerships – have went well yeah um, <laughs> speak on it yeah <laughs> so once you realize that certain people don't have the same you know inspirations or motivations of you or the same even non-ill will <laughs> you know everybody somebody's not on the same page as you all the time right. so it kind of it's hard <laughs> to do partnerships honestly because you're giving up power yeah. in a certain sense and I'm a type of person that go 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 I don't like waiting. What are we waiting for? Yeah. The bag is right there. Let's get it. So, I mean, ugh. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think that's true, though. I think, like you said, you can learn. But, like, to know that, like, you you attempted to partner with people and then Mm -hmm. you learn those lessons, it carries you on to those next relationships, those lessons learned. Yeah, facts. I love that. Um, so when you started entrepreneurship, I mean, I guess you were in 11th grade, but, yeah. like, at that time in your early life when you're developing your businesses, did you have any other entrepreneurs around you compared to, like, today? Do you have more? Or do
0: or you- I have way more now. I mean, my network, as far as now, is just out of this world. I can call literally from the high to the low for whatever I need. So then it was just more of, like, you know you you wishing on the start you just chasing the dream at that mm-hmm. point because you don't have that mentorship at 11th grade to be like oh yeah I can follow this person so you know my idol is Steve Harvey I mean just from the upbringing you know not giving up being homeless now he's you know worth 100 million that just that just takes it, it takes a a different kind of man and a, your mental got to be just crazy
1: yeah um, I love Steve Harvey. And if you haven't heard his story, definitely like YouTube it. Uh-uh, I'm sure he's done a podcast or a bunch exactly. of interviews. Yeah. yeah exactly. Now, and I just say that because I remember listening to his story because, obviously, I love hearing people's story and like mm-hmm. it left an impression on me. So
0: I mean, and reading yeah. his books is something too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Reading really, his books. He really yeah. go into, you know, the lifestyle.
1: hmm I love that. All right. Well, tell us how did it all get started with Pig and Brew.
0: Um, my godfather, he owns a restaurant in uh, Churchill called Carolina Barbecue. Nice. Um, when I was attending ODU, uh, I was working there off and on um, while I was in school. And um, you know, me and my friends, we'll come up, get something to eat, go back, go go to school, get drunk. It was like, man, we had this in a bar, it'd be lit. So, um, <laughs> okay, so I guess you. <laughs> yeah, it was just like we, you know, high college, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we drink so. It was like a, a win-win for us. It was like pff, we gonna go get drunk down Shaco, go get some to eat, and go get drunk again, and be perfectly fine. So one day I was just like, man, um, I, I just gave him a pro- proposal. I was like, man, I want to, you know, what you want to, you want to expand because he do takeout over there. So um, when well, like, you
1: say gave him a proposal, was it verbal or written? No, nah, think my
0: godfather, so he. Ain't, okay, he ain't right.
1: well you you used the word proposal, so I'm thinking I'm saying like... a
0: proposal, so it's like you know I'm like, hey look. I can get the liquor out. That is not an issue. Can you bring the food? He's like, uh, you know, well, you know, you do this and this certain things that we put together, and you know, he was like, he with it.
1: Okay. So did he? So he guided you through getting up off the ground, getting it open.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we So that's my partner. He's my business partner too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he was for it. If it make money, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. So what's that experience been like? So you opened in 2018. You survived the pandemic.
0: Yeah, I mean, you just got to gotta believe in God and, you know, have faith and keep pushing. I mean, but you do got to be innovative. You got to make sure that you're not thinking that you know it all. You got to always learn, keep learning. Like right now, I'm, <laughs> I got a I gotta mentor that's still teaching me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going out there getting information how to be better, how to expand, how to increase value, how to max out. So, I mean, that's what you just really got to do.
1: How do you think, like, personal self-development plays into entrepreneurship?
0: Well, I got a, another mentor that always <laughs> Look me, at you
1: with these mentors. I love it.
0: Yeah, he just, no, you got to, because I'm not an expert. <laughs> yeah, because I'm
1: not an expert. Y'all, that's yeah. a gem. Catch
0: that. <laughs> I'm not an expert. But um, he, his, his saying is, your why got to make you cry, right? Mm. <laughs> and and a lot of people don't get it because if your why don't make you cry, you're going to stop. Because something's going to be. Harder than your than why you pushing and it's gonna smack you on your feet and you're not gonna get back up. So and if 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 that why is that strong you gonna get back up and you gonna keep hitting that wall and you until you get through it. So I think your personal development comes with the mindset first.
1: All right, y'all. Well, that's the clip that we're gonna use on Instagram, <laughs> on Facebook, on YouTube. <laughs> That was gold. No, that's so much truth, And it comes with the mindset first. So that leads me to what do you do for your mindset? Like, are there any, like, daily habits or practices or, you know, anything that you do to, like, keep you focused? Because, I mean, we'll get into it. But Pig & Brew, although that would be more than enough, that's not the only business venture you have. So I can imagine trying to balance so much, you got to keep your mind right.
0: Yeah, I mean, so... I'm a lot different than other people. Um, I've had different experiences in my life that's different. So I look at it like this. I wake up and look at all the friends that are either dead, locked up, family members that's dead, and that motivates me. So it's like what they want me to not be doing as much as I can be doing when their life stops. So I got to do double because, I mean, I got to live for them too. Right. So I feel like that. If you get that mindset alone, that's, that's the drive. But then the other drive is, hey, my mama, my mama don't need to be working. She going to want that Gucci bag. She going to <laughs> she, she want the finer things. And if she ain't going to be working, I got to provide that. Then, it's, then the last thing is saying, all right, that's cool, but who you going to do it with? Mm-hmm. So if my whole team ain't doing the same thing I'm doing, it's kind of like I, I'm really feeling so until everybody's on the same page – that we all are individual bosses, and we can all do, you know, we're not working a job, and we can all do the same thing, spend the same kind of money, you know. Then I don't feel like I'm doing enough. So the thing is just to keep going and keep going until you know, till you hit. <laughs>
1: yeah, keep going till you hit. Um, do you ever find entrepreneurship lonely?
0: Not necessarily. I mean, it's people out here that uh, that can really help you, can help you keep going, keep growing. Uh, and push you. So I don't really, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, you just gotta be around the like, same like minded people. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the hardest part. Right, exactly. <laughs> but it's yeah. not lonely. I don't think it's lonely. That. <laughs> yeah, that's why I
1: asked that though, because if you don't, you know. Our entrepreneurs mind, I can't really say that I have one, but I know for damn sure my husband does. Entrepreneur mind is always going, always plotting, always planning. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have others around you to kind of voice those ideas and strategize and stuff, I can imagine that it could be a little lonely. But it sounds like you found the key of finding like minded people and putting yourself in situations yeah. to get mentors. To it's get about networking
0: support. though. It's um, you know, like they say, your your network is your net worth. So if you if you lonely you your pockets ain't really doing what you know what you say you doing because uh, the people that got money got teams.
1: Ooh, the people yeah. that got
0: money I'm just got saying, teams. People got money now got y'all teams. know I
1: got to bring up go back to uh, the breakdown the last episode titled Your Network is Your Net Worth and um, they Rylan and Aaron talk about that so yeah. for sure. Um, you, you hitting everything on the nail, Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we talked about pig and brew a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want people to know about pig and brew?
0: Oh, some next coming. Ooh, okay, <laughs> some brewing. Yeah, some really brewing. Yeah, it's gonna uh, you know eventually uh, we'll have another another location, well bigger location, and then uh, I'll take it out of out of state.
1: Okay, great. Wow, that's huge. Um, Florida. (laughs) Y'all heard it here on the Ground Up podcast.
0: (laughs) Going to Florida. (laughs) That's big.
1: Oh, yeah, that's big. And barbecue is big in Florida. I can see that doing well. Um, And these drinks, I'm telling y'all, this drink is amazing. Um, All right, so what else you got going on? I know you have a nonprofit as well, right?
0: Yeah, so uh, my nonprofit is called Dreamers Academy Foundation. Um, Basically, it's a mentorship where, you know, we help people. With, you know, entrepreneurship, financial literacy, Uh-oh. athletic program, and professionalism. So, wow. um, on the athletic side, I got many friends that play pro on the football level, basketball level. Um, so, we try to get them to understand, you know, like this is just take dedication. This You ain't just, you know, everybody great. Right. <laughs> you got to, you know, you got to work extra, extra, yeah. extra hard. Um So financial literacy, I think, is the number one thing that uh, our community lacks. Um, So, uh, like, two years ago, we we did a a workshop with uh, Capital One for, like, credit repair and stuff like that for the kids at, uh, the parents for the kids at uh, Blackwell Elementary. And then that coincides with our education side, which is literacy. Uh, You know, we have, as minorities, as African Americans have, the lowest literacy rate. Um, I think in the nation, so um, we've donated thousands of books to uh, rich and public schools. You know, we're just trying to help the school. I come from the inner city school, so I know, I know the difference. Like we, they still using just regular textbooks, but you will go to the county and they got laptops. They got, I mean, they was getting that before the pandemic. So, right. Yeah. So when we got it during the pandemic, it kind of like. Really shot us in the foot because we didn't. They didn't know what to do. You know, yeah. they already ten, twenty years ahead of the game, right? And they, that was easy for them. But so, and it hurts because our transition to college is is it's way harder mm-hmm. because we don't have those elements and we're not already embedded in what that culture looks like.
1: Right. What was the? I mean, that's an amazing nonprofit too. Um, I love that you're you're basically giving back to where you come from and you're like pulling. You know, I don't know what the saying is, but, like, as you grow, like, you're pulling...
0: Pulling people pulling up, Pulling yeah. people
1: up, yeah. Um, so, you said we. So, was it a group of you that came together to yeah, create so this? yes it's,
0: um, it's a couple of my friends from college, but it's also, you know, a couple guys um devs from Richmond.
1: Nice. Um, I think that's amazing. And I also just feel like when you do something that's... You talked about, like, your why earlier. When you do something that's bigger than you, yeah. it, it definitely... Uh, has an impact on, like, who you are and who you become yeah. and your legacy. Uh, what else you got going on?
0: Um, right now, uh, I'm actually ready to start aviation school, uh, pilot school. Uh, that'll be tomorrow. <laughs> ah, look at that. Um, so I'm trying to do an a aviation broker, uh, aviation service. So uh, I really want to do all black aviators. So it comes down to the pilot, to, you know, the people that serve you on the cabin. just want to start wow. my own broker company because it's like um, – For one, (laughs) I think that we're underrepresented (laughs) in the aviation world, which is, you know, true. But we also one of the ones that spend a lot of money in the aviation world. So it's like, you know, I just want that, that comfortability. And then to bring it to Richmond, uh, I think, sheds a lot of light. And then it it helps with, like, my nonprofit with mentorship and saying that, like, hey, y'all can do whatever y'all want to do. It's it's, it's attainable.
1: Yeah. What's the name of your aviation?
0: It's called Lafayette Aviations.
1: I love it. Yeah. Um, I just love it you i don't know they may not seem like big dreams to you, but I feel like you have you have big dreams that you actually go after and and create you know yeah. what gives you that that confidence and courage
0: i i mean i I look at stuff like i said I look at stuff a lot differently i would always do the math, so um anything that I feel like that could be profitable to me and then profitable to my community or profitable to the people that I associate myself with, I think that it always makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah so.
1: I love it. And then, how do you go about balancing it all? Like carving out time to, like, so you say tomorrow you start aviation school, yeah. and you're still running, a, you know, a business and a nonprofit. Like, do you is that is that a struggle for you, or is it do you just make it work?
0: No. So, understanding business, um, you got to understand it's a system. So uh, that's just like I, I do. Fifteen other things too. Like I'm on the board of a credit union. I'm the chairman. That, I mean, if you got a, if you got the correct systems in place, every you you have enough time. Trust me. I think if we look at like screen share and see how much time you be on your phone, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I got six hours of the day that I just literally wasted on scrolling TikTok and Instagram. So you got to look at it like that. So if I take three hours of my day and say, all right, I'm going to fly, then I still got three hours on TikTok. <laughs> you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So I don't think it's, I don't really think it's a balance because the balance is there. It's the time is there. It's just you prioritizing and making sure that you're productive, you know, most of the time.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, what's something you're doing to focus on, I hear you're pretty good at marketing. What's something you're doing to focus on like marketing and growing the business?
0: Um, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm, I'm decent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm decent. I, I got the, the basics down packed. Um, but what I'm doing in marketing, I think that is eh. <laughs> a lot of people will think it would be, uh, I guess, un, I don't even know the word <laughs> right now, but. I'm using, like, Google algorithms mm-hmm. to kind of market my business. Um, Instagram, I think, like, with our culture, I'm already black, so I kind of, like, I don't think I need to market to, to our people. I think I need to market to the people that don't look like us. Mm-hmm. Um, because what people fail to realize, especially in Richmond, um, we're not the majority. So mm-hmm. it's like I cannot survive as a business and grow with only having black clientele. So the object of the game, is you don't have the other cultures in your business, then you're doing something wrong.
1: And you're losing money.
0: Yeah. And then, it, then it's, if it's only black people in your business, then evidently I feel like that it's something in your business that's not attracting the other cultures to come. Because if your food good, liquor's the same everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you've got a bottle of Jack Daniels from here or any other restaurant, it's the same. So it, it has to be the culture, your environment, and, you know, the aesthetic. So...
1: Yeah, I love that. That's so true. Um, and look, all money spends the same. So
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I'm taking it. <laughs> all
1: right. What has been the most challenging thing in your entrepreneur journey? And then tell us about a highlight.
0: Um, the most challenging thing I can say is, like I said before, finding those people that have the same mindset as you. Because I push people so hard, they, they it can be Do they clunk out. Uh, yeah, no. Nah, yeah, it could be. It could be like unattractive, or it oh. could be uh, I'm pushy, but for me, it's like, why waste your time? Why bullshit? Why not look at your own potential? And you know, that's that. But I mean, the highlight, I can say, I mean, open Pick and Brew was a, was a big highlight, because this is my first like brick-and-mortar business that actually people can come to, like I have other businesses that I'm proud of. like my mom, uh, we have a medical transportation company. And she runs that. So retiring her and her to drive that and not have to work for anybody. She, you know, I like let like, you do your own thing. You Don't call me. <laughs> you make yeah, your own money. That's dope. You're good. So, you know, like that, that's a, probably a good highlight, too. You know, she she works for herself. Um, and I think that's, that's about it.
1: Yeah, that's dope. What do you feel like? Um, you know, are resources or things that's really helped you like get these businesses like actually up off the ground and going that you feel like would be helpful for other people.
0: They gotta talk to people. They can't be scared of like mentorship, like we said. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, even before I got the mentors that I got, I still I still call and ask for tips from either chefs or other restaurant owners. Like, hey, look, how did you how you do this? How you do that? Oh, what what POS system is better or what vendor did you have the best experience with? So it's like, why go through the process when you can kind of skip the process mm-hmm. with somebody's like already established? Like, let's say Southern Kitchen for example, they've been around ten years. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do what I decide I think is best if she tells me, hey, well, don't use that vendor because of this, this, and the third. And I'm gonna yeah, and the learn vendor. from other people's <laughs> yeah, experiences <laughs> exactly. And I think that's what a lot of us do as African Americans. We we don't, we, we don't reach that hand out and try to ask for help. Or, you know, you do your research. You know, that's, that's just really how I go break down. You got to do your research. And then, you know, even if you do a trial and error, don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. I mean. That's it's all gonna, a
1: part of the process, right? It's part of the process. You yeah. cannot
0: skip the process at all. That's what's just going to happen.
1: Yeah. Anything you just, you took an L on you want to share?
0: <laughs> um, I, like, when I, until I got toast, I had probably like two or three systems before that. And I'm like. Why the hell did I not get Toast at first? What,
1: what kept you from getting Toast at first? <laughs> the price, <laughs> <laughs>
0: the price. You know, we we at first people were getting Square, and I'm like, why are y'all getting Square? They be like, oh, it's cheap. I'm like, yeah, but if Square go down, <laughs> you can't call Square because it's it's Apple, <laughs> or you know they don't have a a good you know back office system or they're not integrated. And with Toast everybody.
1: is like generally for restaurants, right?
0: Yeah, but yeah. I mean they do they do retail stores though too. Like it's not, I mean. It works. I like it. <laughs> it's working for you. Man. Yeah.
1: There's a new business in town
0: Golden Touch Mobile Detailing.
1: If you're in the Richmond, Virginia area and tired of riding dirty,
0: or you appreciate a deep clean,
1: book an appointment with Golden Touch Mobile Detailing. It's not your average car wash, full interior and exterior cleaning, and Golden Touch Mobile Detailing comes to you. It's the attention and detail
0: to make you a returning customer.
1: Follow the Instagram at Golden Touch RVA and book your appointment.
0: I guarantee you'll be riding clean. All
1: right. What do you feel like you've learned the most about yourself? How old are you now?
0: Uh, I'm 27. I just turned 27.
1: And ha- have you been an entrepreneur since your adulthood? Or how long would you call you, say
0: you, you've been an entrepreneur? Uh, um, I had, my last job was at Amazon 2015, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I haven't had a job since 2015.
1: That's, that's huge. Yeah. yeah what does that feel like?
0: <laughs> it feel normal now I mean I don't know because I mean either way if I was working for somebody I won't work with somebody I'm, I'm always trying to be the best so it's kind of like you know it don't really matter I'm a just now I can I'm the best and the owner yeah <laughs> so I can do what I want to do and that's that's I don't have to wake. I like to this whole week I'm not working <laughs> they working all week Look, and I'm gonna still give my check
1: <laughs> all right flex on them no um Where would you, so I know you said maybe expanding to Florida and you have other businesses in the works, you're getting your aviation license. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look into the the future, like, where would you like to see yourself?
0: Um, I would like to see, well, this is going to be real, real, real soon. Uh, So I'm starting to, well, I have a partner. He owns a couple of dispensaries, uh, and we're partnering and we're going to, Potentially open one in 757 in the next two or three months. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully in the next couple, you know, in a, a year, 18 months, <laughs> we two, three dispensaries. <laughs> um, that's
1: the move.
0: Allen uh, uh, and the Belize or something with the airstrip so I can fly. <laughs> that's the and a move. Couple, and couple, a couple of jets. I mean, I think that's the way to go. And then the whole team eating. The whole
1: team eating. I love it. Um, what advice do you want to share to our listeners who um, to help them get started and keep going in entrepreneurship?
0: I mean, it's it's simple just just do that shit. Like, <laughs> ain't nothing else to really talk about. Because I mean, the only person that's stopping you from doing this is you. Ain't no, isn't really no obstacles out here in this day and age that we live in. For real, for real, you can get over all the racism shit. You can find a way. Uh, Funding is not an it has is not an issue in twenty twenty two. So it's, you know, you just got to know your resources. I think that it's just go out here, get that shit, do that shit, do the research, and and don't procrastinate.
1: And don't motherfucking procrastinate. (laughs) I mean, that's it. It's this the drink, y'all. That's what got me cussing, y'all. I don't like to cuss that much. All right. This has been great. Um, you are a very successful 27-year-old and very inspirational. Uh, I think you dropped a lot of gems. Uh, you ready to play this game? We like to wrap up a little game. Yeah, that's cool. Let's do it. All right. Would you rather this or that? This or that? Ribs or brisket?
0: That's tough. <laughs> Damn. I wasn't expecting that. Ah. Uh, I... Are you talking about my place? Brisket. You talking about here? I just mean in general. Oh, uh, in general ribs. Ah. Yeah. (laughs) Disagree.
1: Would you rather someone see all the photos in your phone or read all the text messages in your phone?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got some screenshots. So damn. (laughs) Uh. Photos. (laughs) Photos, <laughs> photos. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry
1: for them girls out there. No I'm kidding.
0: Where are you getting um, these questions I, from Keisha? Where I, you these I'm questions? getting creative,
1: okay? It That's tough. It is the like. peach smash. No That's kidding.
0: Sound, <laughs> it sound real crazy. It sounds spicy. <laughs> in here.
1: This or that? Funny story or one liner?
0: Funny story.
1: Funny story. Me too. All the way. Uh, would you rather be forgettable or remembered for your worst moment? Easily forgettable. Re- no,
0: i remember from my worst moment. Oh,
1: I'd rather be forgettable. Because if you forgettable,
0: then you <laughs> nobody know you. <laughs> at least you got... Hey, look. At least you know me. At least I know your name. Yeah.
1: All right, last one. This or that. Rich and famous or rich and unknown? Look, you just answered that.
0: No, but that's a difference. Rich and unknown. I, I can... I, but would I be mad that I'm flying a jet or my jet and you don't know me? <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, like, I'll be on some, some uh, Batman shit. I'll buy the hotel rich and unknown
1: i'm with you on that um all right lamar this has been a good time thank you so much for sharing your journey with us uh how can listeners reach you
0: i'm on inspiration on instagram uh i might be a block right now (laughs) instagram been tripping lately
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right well catch him on pig and brew instagram i have everything in the show notes thank you so much all
0: right appreciate y'all
1: Help us build this podcast from the ground up. Please rate and review an Apple podcast. It helps further our reach and your reviews mean so much to us. You can also support us by becoming a Patreon or as we like to call it, a friend of the podcast. Find us on Instagram at the ground up podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to share with a friend. Until next time, we're rooting for you.